Alright. Jersey Judah. Um Red Pill Party Podcast. We're gonna try to do something a little different. You know what I'm saying? A little something exclusive. It is Tuesday. It is the 19th. It is January 2021. And we're we're on a new era. We're going towards um we're going towards a new era right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not really sure how things are going to go. Especially with the presidency and, you know, all of these things that are taking place. We're going to get on something a little different. A discussion, a conversation that may be different than the usual. And... The topic really is like it's interesting that on YouTube, right? On YouTube, you can see one video that is 35 seconds long. And this 35 second long video has 3.5 million views. Compared to a lengthier, a more lengthy video, a video that would be, just say, 10 minutes long, and only have a thousand views. Now, what does that explain, really? Like, what does that express? Does that explain that the person with the 3.5 million has more followers? Or was the video more viewed and more seen by others and the recommended? The algorithms in the world, let alone social media, tends to block out what's really happening, what's really going on, the things that are critical to know about. And a lot of times we're, we're simply replacing real information with, of course, the BS, um, of course, this amount of propaganda that is taking place as we speak going forward. And I think only a handful of people out of every hundred of hundreds of people understand what's taking place. And the reason I use YouTube videos as an example because, well, everybody tends to be on YouTube. And not just, not saying that everybody's on YouTube making content, but everybody's on YouTube viewing the content. They are the people who create 
YouTube in a lot of ways. And I feel talking about the algorithms of life where in a lot of ways you have to maintain some form of consistency. And it always boils down to the Darwinistic way of living where it is survival of the fittest. The strongest are going to be the ones who capitalize and the weak will simply hide. You know what I mean? The weak will not take responsibility for any shortcomings coming their way. These are the people who create excuses for their misfortunes. Yet, at the end of the day, they're the ones that still have to go through it. They're still the ones who, nine times out of ten, have to do the same things that we do every day. Wake up, go to work. Throughout the weekend, you have your your chance to socialize. You have your chance to hang out. But throughout the week, it's usually that grind. Monday to Friday, everybody knows, right? And there's people that can maintain. I simply maintain. I was able to capitalize later on, but I had to learn the ropes. I had to learn the ropes very quickly because I wasn't in a situation or I wasn't in a spot that was necessarily comfortable. You know, I knew that in a lot of ways I had to make sure that in the long run I would be comfortable. And although I don't consider myself to be completely comfortable, I'm also less stressed. I don't have to deal with as much complications. And I'm not really involved in a lot of bullshit like I used to be. So I had to make a transition very quickly. But for the youth who may have time, the youth who may have, you know, the opportunity to see everything that's there for them and to be able to make a decision based off of that. These will be the people who capitalize in the future. You know, they won't be going through the everyday struggle of, you know, trying to make things happen. You know, these people will sooner or later reach that pivotal in their life. And I think by that time, a real act of progression a real process of progression is made. And for a lot of people, some people have to be more mature. Some people have to think more about the future. Some people have to think about the present. And with the Red Pill philosophy, and within the means of the Red Pill Party podcast, 
it is a way for you to come to a realization that changes may have to be made. Certain friends aren't aren't going to be able to adapt to the change that you're making. And eventually that will become an issue. It may not be a major issue. You may still be able to uh, deal with certain individuals that you've hung out with in the past, but you're not going to be doing it as frequently as you would beforehand. Because once again, you're on a different path. You're on a journey that may involve fortune. It It may involve a little bit more money in your pocket. You know, it may involve a little bit more hours at work. You know what I mean? It may involve the time that you would spend goofing around or the time that you would spend not really doing much. This time around, you may have to do a little bit more work. You may have to put in a little bit more effort. You may have to put partying and bullshit in the side. And I think that's the problem with my generation of people. You know what I mean? My generation where it's always kick back, relax, and when it's time to work, it's always an attitude of not really wanting to prosper, but actually wanting to remain remain like in a position that doesn't benefit you. Stagnant. The blue pill blues. You know what I'm saying? Where you're going along with what other people think you should do. What other people think who other people think you should be. And you're gonna follow that. But you know in your mind that that's not gonna work out in the long run. And if you're lucky, like I was, you know, in my late 20s, especially 29 going on to 30, I really began to wake up and realize that everything that's been happening, there was a reason for it. Even the shit that you would sit back and go, well, what the fuck is this happening for? Why is this happening? And everything begins to have its own process. You have the process of taking a red pill. You have the process of experiencing those circumstances and situations that a lot of us talk about. Then there's the process of recovery. You learn from your mistakes, but you don't dwell on those mistakes don't allow those mistakes to prevent you from doing what you actually want to do in life. The things that you aspire to be and the goals, the goals and the mountain that you must, you must climb to obtain those. In a lot of cases with the things that We aim for, on our day-to-day basis, there's no shortcuts. 
zero. You know, it's a make it or break it situation. Then you have to look into, all right, the situations that you weren't successful in. You have to go back and analyze what went wrong. So that so-called failure that you have experienced becomes a learning lesson. It becomes something that you learn from and you prevent that shit from happening in the future. The Red Pill Party Podcast, man. On my way to the job. Another day. Another dollar. Short week, by the way. Hope everybody had enjoyed the day off, had enjoyed the day honoring Martin Luther King. And pushing forward, we have a short week, a lot of us, those who worked your traditional Monday through Fridays, a lot of us didn't work yesterday, and we're going in today, which is giving us, I guess, four days, although I've expressed, I may have not expressed this directly, but today is going to be different, this week is going to be entirely different, there's going to be a full building, well not full, you know, it's not going to be your traditional capacity that you're used to because of the current situation, but there is things going to change up very soon, things are changing as we speak, and you know, for most of the people who understand, most people understand the week grind, a weekly grind, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5 type BS. A lot of guys are working 7 days, a lot of guys are working 6 days a week, a lot of people are working less than 5, but we know about the grind. We know about the grind, and we just simply prepare ourselves. A lot of us, we have our rituals, we have the things that... Uh, We choose to do beforehand to sort of pump us up or to get us motivated to go out there. And me, just like every other semi-functioning human being today, I still have a shift to complete. And I just made it into the area of my job location. I'm trying not to make this long. I'm not going to drag this out. I do have a message. I do indeed have a message, and I will go through that, 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes, it's uh, I think quarter to two right now, possibly a little later, and you know, that's the name of the game is survival, longevity, you know, you have people who are in great positions, people who've made it into great positions in life, whether it's working or just everyday living. But there's that level of endurance that it takes to uh, maintain those things. You know, maybe to maintain that fortune or those riches that you've made for yourself. And I think that level of consistency, rather than be, um, I guess, put into a category 
of being one of the do-gooders and the guys who bust your ass and don't really make much of it. And there's a lot of people like that. People that you wouldn't even imagine. People that you wouldn't dream of realizing that these people are going through what they're going through trying to make a living. But that's really everybody. Some people are more skillful than others. Some people have more opportunities than others. Then there's people who can capitalize with whatever they have. And I never proclaim to be that type of person, but I've been used to, you know, the ins and outs of the workplace, the ins and outs of trying to make something happen. You know what I'm saying? Trying to make something happen. You know, that you're going to have... You're going to have those moments where you're going to be working a little bit more than other people. You know what I mean? And you may say to yourself, well, what the fuck am I doing all this extra work for? You may wonder if all of this is even going to pay off. You know, a lot of us been through those struggles. We've been through those times where sometimes you win and sometimes you lose. A lot of people just aren't used to the idea that they might, in fact, lose. There's a lot of people who are just generally not used to failing. They're not used to the possibility that the things that they've tried to accomplish have failed. Guys like myself... A lot of other men, if they're being completely honest, we're used to making mistakes. <coughs> we're used to taking the L. Does that mean we brace ourselves to just get ready to take a loss every time a bad issue comes? Not really. You know what I'm saying? We, we generally balance um, the good and bad we try to learn from our mistakes. We try to learn a lesson from our misfortunes <coughs> and use it to guide us into where we need to be. <coughs> if you're a person who never failed, you're blessed, but you're also cursed because you won't know how to process defeat. If you're not processing defeat, then it's almost this area of being an experience and failure. A lot of us are experienced in the idea of failure. Not achieving. Coming up short. Now, you accept it for what it is. But you don't look at it as the ultimate outcome. You know, dealing with trials and tribulations. You know, dealing with the ins and outs of life. A lot of people are going to give up. But the people who don't and the people who learn from their mistakes are the ones who capitalize. It's not the person who's always flawless. It's not the person who's always successful. You know, who always has something positive going on. A lot of times it's the people who go through the worst. Who learn great things from those experiences. And I don't really think that 
that's more of a generational thing. I think when I talk about generational within my generation, I'm talking about you know the Ansel, even MGTOW in a lot of cases. And I'm not talking bad about MGTOW. I'm saying the idea gets warped. Incels get warped. Red pill gets warped. <coughs> All of the other affected communities. It more. You know. All of the groups now, which they became groups, whether they want to admit it or not, because you're not really having much of a diverse speaking point. It's always linear when it comes to a direct message. You can't have, for some reason, multiple guys from multiple different uh, views of life, multiple different opinions about certain situations come together and have a discussion for some reason. You know what I'm saying? And that's something I never really understood. But I think at the end of the day, now, we're seeing more of a transition where those who are going their own way are just going their own way. Yeah, you have those content creators who bring that message, but even those guys, they have their message, they drop it, they continue to live. I think now there is a direct purpose of disruption. There's a direct there's a direct purpose of disruption and disrespect. When you have groups And essentially, they're being targeted, but it's more important than just targeting MGTOW. And I've talked about this a lot, and I think going further, a good portion of my podcast will be about current events and issues that are affecting men. I talk about dating not as a person in the field, but as a person who's simply on the outside, who's witnessing everything happening. So my message may sound different than your average guy who's red pill or your average guy who's just in the dating scene and how he would communicate about it. This doesn't mean I oppose myself from those individuals. They're not my opposition because they have a different viewpoint on just dating. I feel that red pill red pill men are Sometimes they, we have a misconception of <clears throat> being guys who are just one way. If we're not going this way, we're not going anyway. And I think that's wrong. A lot of us have our own different opinions politically, socially, uh, economically, in relationships I've spoken of. They're not being really an economic advantage 
for that family structure for a man. Not like how not not like how it used to be in the past. You know, and a lot of times I'll go in that time machine and if you go into the older generation or maybe our parents generation if you're twenty eight to, to thirty two, there was a different era where the relationships were legit. There weren't fake relationships going on there. Not saying there wasn't manipulation going on, but there wasn't it was really equal in the sense that the man got up, worked, did his nine to five, made the money, brought the paper home. In the traditional setting, they have kids. She begins to she begins to stay at home more because she's pregnant. Number one, number two, she's having the baby. She needs to take care of the baby. Uh, financially speaking, there may not be enough money to get a babysitter. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of things to put in these particular topics. It's not just black and white, like a lot of people expect it to be. Today, people just view relationships as just black, just nothing. And I won't oppose their their thoughts on that. In fact, in a lot of ways, they're correct. The relationship that a relationship value today would not really be anything that major because there isn't really anything that's fulfilling and that's benefiting the man long term. The woman gets to occupy a man. And if she's really off of just the labor or the fruits, the fruits of feminism, she's going to pretty much capitalize off of that guy, the next guy, and then all the guys in between, meaning all of the opportunities and all of the advantages a woman has to upgrade in their mind or to um, remain remain on a physical basis with other men in her relationships I mean it really just shows you the amount of treachery that she is willing to partake in just to be looked at as a item. She wants to be an item, but she also wants to be able to be samples of many men. She wants to be the item. She wants to have the ticket, but she also wants to be able to roam on the freeway herself with multiple men and multiple partners following her and pursuing her. The guys who are caught up in these situations, meaning the guy who puts himself in that scenario to be ultimately used and manipulated while she gets repeatedly thrashed, trashed and thrashed repeatedly, you know, it, it, it kind of becomes a red flag <laughs> when it comes to a lot of relationships. A lot of guys 
get game ran on them. And these aren't guys who are players of the court or in the field. These are just regular average guys who get hit. They usually get hit in the cross. They get caught in the crossfire. You know what I'm saying? And then most of us in that situation, we take the loss. We take the L. And we try to push forward with at least something to learn. You know, something to look back on and be like, okay, I should have done this differently. But a lot of people aren't capable of doing that. A lot of folks aren't capable of seeing what they're doing wrong and realizing that that's a mistake. Really owning up to what they're doing incorrect and be able to push forward like, all right, I learned something. From anything, from a loss of money, relationships, you know, the moves we make within, you know, the lifestyle and the visions within the red pill lens is entirely different than just an average simp. A simp is willing to take a loss. And constantly take losses. Doesn't learn from his mistakes. Repeats the same actions over and over again. The same shit that gets him in the same predicament is the same shit that this guy does every chance he gets. Never learns from his mistakes. And see, these simps are still marketable for women. It's just women don't keep them around for sex. They keep them around for attention. And if you look at Facebook, I think that's a prime example where you have a network of attractive women in the top position, that is. You know, attractive women... That men will constantly like, constantly comment, constantly give compliments. And she simply processes it because women are used to it now. A lot of women, you can't make a woman blush. It's the best way I can describe it. You can't make women blush in it. They have completely gotten used to compliments, these are even unattractive women that simps draw themselves to and simps really believe that by putting a less attractive woman on a pedestal, it will help them out in the long run. And, um, that usually never happens. You know what I mean? It usually never happens. And a lot of these guys, regardless of their idea or their plan, I should say, of getting these women, getting their attention by giving these basic, really bottom shelf Becky chicks all of the credibility. I don't really see 
much of a difference. In fact, it's more of a failure if you don't achieve that than just going up to an attractive woman and just giving her a bunch of compliments. These are things that these women are automatically used to. So now when they get into a more men-motivated message, they're not seeing a lot of the compliments. They're not seeing a lot of the pedestalization that they were getting in the past. And you know, some or most of them are the ones that attack MGTOW, the ones that try to infiltrate the manosphere, cause commotion, cause drama. And a lot of these men who were making ends meet, you know, um, amazing YouTube channels, um, amazing uh, amazing content, amazing um, delivery, and a message. A lot of these men get caught up in the bullshit, and now these guys are going after one another. I've talked about this, I think, three years ago. When I noticed um, MGTOW and I noticed Red Pill content creators kind of throw shots at one another. And they generally have the same message. Now what I'll say about Red Pill content creators on on YouTube is this. Alright, there's a lot of arrogant guys, but there's a lot of those guys who really have good information. Um, then... With MGTOW, it's not even directly... Some of these people won't even call themselves MGTOW. They won't even acknowledge MGTOW. But understand that they're in that same talking space. Guys like Patrice O'Neill, who was a comedian who died, I think, 2011. You know, one of my favorite comedians. Um, was one of the people who had that sort of talking point. And people began to adapt off of it more when he was dead, unfortunately, than when he was alive. But he was always that type of guy who was funny but informative. You learned something, but you also laughed listening to, you know, a lot of his content. And, you know, he was on radio. He was comedian. Of course, he did stand-up. He was in uh, maybe just less than a handful, a couple of movies. But he had a good career by his comedy. As he got older, I think a lot of people looked at what he was talking about when it came to women and was like, wow. I mean, he's pretty much talking. He has talking points of a red pill or a MGTOW content creator. This was 2011. You know what I'm saying? So... You have to really realize and understand that in this day and age, it's all about the reality of um, true understanding. When it comes to the things you have to do, the things you shouldn't do, and the things you can do every once in a while. I think, like I said, you know, my generation, we tend to be too laid back. In a lot of cases where there's opportunity, uh, more opportunity than the people, our family before us. 
but we'll speak as if we are, you know, victims when, you know, there's endless opportunities to do whatever you choose to do. You know what I'm saying? I, I know people from really all walks of life. Um, I know personal trainers. I know bodybuilders. Um, I had a friend, rest in peace, who worked for Google. Um, you know, I have friends and I knew people in different occupations in life and in different situations that involve more money. And seeing the way that they react to it really gave me an understanding of what I should expect. You know, and I came to the reality that even though these people are making a lot of money, these weren't people that were flaunting their money. These weren't people that were just walking around with money on them. These weren't people that came outside with fancy vehicles, fancy clothing. These were just people who were able to make money and really use it to further themselves later on down the line. So if they want to spend money, they'll be able to spend a good portion of it. Rather than just be a guy who spends money before you even get it, technically, and sort of be bummed out by the end of the week. So, you know, people like that were uh, the people who influenced me to look at money entirely different. I look at money entirely different. And in my belief, it depends the state of mind that one person is in and what he is willing to do to maintain that money. And that dedication and that, um, that dedication and that sacrifice sort of becomes the representation of that guy or of that woman entirely. Because their motive is the message. The motive is the message. And when you have the motive and you have the insight on the motive, it doesn't become much of a surprise in the long run. You know, I essentially spent a good portion of my life observing, which was more unfortunate because I had the opportunity to maybe make something better in another, um, you know, in another different uh, situation or another different scenario or scenery, if you will. But I chose to go, I wouldn't say the easier path, but it's still hard. It's just less stressful. I took the less stressful path and the less stressful path has more benefits than, than any disadvantage. You know, even in this situation, you know, about to go in, about to start this, uh, the shift almost two thirty, two twenty now, less than 10 minutes away. Do my little final thought. That's what, this podcast episode is about it's about survival of the fittest it's about looking into the mirror realizing what you can do and what you can't do and what you're willing to do to make the things that you can't do happen um like i said most people sit back bullshit complain cry bitch and moan and it may feel good at that moment but even those people at the end of the day would have to ask themselves well what is this doing for me in the long run you know, a lot of people aren't willing to turn thoughts and ideas into actions. 
you know, even with me starting off a while back, you know, I had, I had the goal of wanting to do a podcast. And even back then, similar topics, different scenarios. I was in a different time in life, a more earlier stage, a more energetic stage. Not to say I don't have energy today, but I use my energy accordingly. I don't waste time. I don't waste energy. I don't waste effort. You know, if I have the want or the need to do something, I'm going to spend as much time as it takes preparing and making that happen. Um, smaller situations that don't involve any stress, small miscellaneous shit that you feel that you want, nothing that you need, it doesn't become a task for me anymore to try to get those things. You know, a lot of guys, they'll take pretty much all of their money and they'll spend it on meaningless shit. Things that really don't help them in the long run. And then at the end of the day, they're sitting back watching everybody else prosper because they were able to save money. They were able to save their time and energy on things that helped them more in the long run than partying and bullshitting. And I I always stay on this subject because it's everywhere now. And we're getting back to that. We're getting into a sort of a transition, I guess. They're going to be starting things here over and over again, I guess. They're going to, for the time being, I'm guessing, uh, fixing up the area. Nothing too major. Like I said, not going to be full capacity. But I think things here, at least at the job, is going to, for me, is going to be kicking up a lot more. So hopefully time goes by a lot faster. Um, you know, Tuesday to Friday, ladies and gentlemen. So that in itself is a celebration. It's not Monday, but when I started and I did a podcast episode this morning, I said it felt like a Monday, and it sure did. For some reason, waking up, having the time off and be able to do what I want to do, even if that is traditionally nothing at all. You know, not being held down by any circumstances or anything of true consequence. Um, and then the next day waking up and realizing, damn, I got three hours before I have to make this journey. And I'm here. <laughs> And I I have to remind myself, especially doing these podcast episodes, that I've been in a lot of worse situations financially. You know, I've been in a lot of fucked up situations compared to where I'm at now. Um, Where I'm at now is where I was at five years ago. Not only, um, not only with my state of mind, but the job, literally, the same job that I was at five years ago, I was able to get back today. And um, basic, easy, no rocket science, nothing 
nothing too strenuous, but work, you know. And where I was at the last time, before I really wrapped this up, you know, it wasn't like that. <laughs> same occupation, actually the same company, just different location and different district. I was in another job location that was not something I wanted to be in, but I knew it was something that could get me started. I knew if I could, or if I had to, I would stay there as long as possible. And I was able to stay there for about two years. And within that two years, you know, I became more skillful at certain things. But the working conditions and the people I worked around with and the people that lived in the area, they had terrible attitudes. Terrible attitudes. When it came to, you know, basic talking, you know, just basic communication skills. And it was just a bad place, man. And every time I would go, even if I was having a semi-good day, if I knew that I had to get up and drive 20, 25 minutes to this job, I hated the day. Even if for that split 15, 20 minutes throughout that entire day, I would say to myself, damn, I hate this day already. Because the people, you know, the energy, and just everything about this job and the location was just bad. And I'm not putting this job really on a high standard either. I'm just saying this job is less stressful. I don't have to be around too many people with that much, with that low of energy and just attitude. And you know, I can do my own thing. But it took me a while, man. Like I said, two, close to three years now. September this year would be three years. And, um, you know, since I started at the last job. So it was a long journey. And it was a time period that became more of a learning experience. So at first I viewed it as negative, but then looking back to see where I'm at today, looking back, it wasn't that it wasn't so bad. It was still bad, but it was something that was worth going through. You know, it was a decision that I made that was really worth going through to get to where I'm at today. So in a lot of ways, I had to sacrifice capabilities and things that I would enjoy doing or I may have been happier doing in another location for where I'm at now. So, you know, survival of the fittest, man, Darwinism. You know, if you can get the upper hand in life, why not, you know, make the effort to do so? If you're a person that's going to just sit back and expect everything to come your way without any hard work, without any effort, without any dedication or ambition. I think in the long run, you'll just be one of those guys sitting back doing Al Bundy stories about what you used to do in the past. And, you know, today you're not really making any effort to doing anything to maintain your presence and going into the future.
But like I said, I've said this before. These are low tier type of people who would expect so much out of life, but would do so little to get it or anything to get it. Message. Most women, right? Their expectations being so high. In that dating market, I should say. Most women in a dating market. Not entirely. But the women who choose to go that path into the dating market. Their expectations are high. But what they have to bring to the table is low. Guys today, they're able to, I guess, go along with that narrative. And really believe that this is something they're able to do. This is something they want to do. And... In the long run, they're not really built for it. You know, these guys who put themselves in circumstances with women that they know have no, um, they have no real purpose for a man besides buy me this, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And it's funny because I always look at it and I laugh, but now today it becomes more of a direct it becomes more direct. It becomes more factual. It's really the expectation of most women. And unfortunately for them, a lot of us are simply leaving that hunt. We're leaving those markets. We're leaving those uh, areas of social media, those areas of dating apps, and we're going our own way. And we're doing our own thing. And people like me, what I do today, um, you know, I try to do my podcast with my own thoughts, with my own beliefs, with the things that I see going on and my point of views. And, you know, the people that like it, they fuck with it. The people that don't, they don't. I don't really try to cater to anybody. I feel that I'm too old to be catering to grown adults, let alone a woman. So in the meantime and in between time, Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, you know, this is like the survival of the fittest when it comes to men. Going forward, you know, guys need to prepare themselves, better themselves, you know, try to have goals and try to have something that's worth accomplishing. You know what I mean? You know, don't be the person, especially in the new year, don't be the person who just sits around and talks about all the things you want done. You know, all the things you hope that 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 happens. Be the person who actually puts yourself in those scenarios and in those situations to where you're going for it. At the very least, if you don't get anything, you get the message of just going for something. And understanding that you have to sacrifice certain things in order to obtain and to achieve those particular tasks or those goals. But, like I said, man, Jersey Jew, the Red Pill Party Podcast, signing out. Peace.